0: Alan Kerr at the 300, grabbed by Alligator Blood. Tuvalu trying to go with him. A gap Linderman, Dewis, right you are, and Sulkham from a long way back. Alligator Blood at the 150, extended. A leap in front of Tuvalu and Dewis. But it's Alligator Blood clear.
1: Looking to go back to back. His mighty heart gets him there. Alligator Blood won it.
0: Tuvalu second, Dewis third. At the 350 now, they're stretched across the track. Snap back, joined by Butch Cassidy. And in cap, Cylinder starting to hit top gear. Moravia hasn't got much room, nor Charmstone. NCAP cap hits a narrow lead at the 150. In cap from Butch Cassidy. Cylinder hitting the line hard. In cap, Cylinder, militarised late. Oh, barnstorming finished by militarised. The late attack, diving. And I think it got there in the golden Rose from Cylinder and Hey Punders and welcome to a racing previews review podcast. We're looking back on the weekend that was Underwood Sakes Day at Caulfield this year. Alligator Blood six group ones, what an absolute marvel. We also had the group one Golden Rose at Rose Hill Gardens. Will, Bot, Alfred, how was your weekend, mate? It was good.
1: We had Flemington on Sunday too, so um had a good day on, on
0: both days. You? It was good. Did you have uh, any weekend highlights? Because I've got a very funny one.
1: Probably Uncle Bryn. Probably Miramasa on Sunday. One of trumpet, the trumpet,
0: trumpet. 30 to 1, 40 to 1, 20 to 1, you name it, bot's done it. So I was out on Saturday night <laughs> and I met a girl and she came up to me and she said, I hate oh. you. <laughs> And I'm sick of your voice because all my boyfriend does is listen to racing previews podcasts when we're together. And I thought (laughs) brilliant. (laughs) I thought brilliant. How good is this? For you boys that are listening out there who have your girlfriends nagging you for listening to racing previews podcasts, you're not gonna make any money listening to your girlfriend. You're gonna make (laughs) money off of us. They're only gonna cost you money. And if you listen to us, then you might be able to buy us something nice. All right, but let's get straight into Corfia. Where do you want to start first? Are we going straight to black type?
1: Uh, we'll talk track just briefly. Um, it was pretty much a, they started off good four, but I'm pretty sure they're, they're like forced to say it's a good four, are they not? Like it was a good three um, pretty much throughout the entire meeting. Um, and there were only two shoot races uh, yeah, just the two shoot races and they played a bit faster. Almost, almost, um, a fast two. So, um, yeah, Chuck was playing really fast and, um, uh, you can trust the form I think.
0: Yep. Yeah. Do you want to start? Perfect with day for racing.
1: On? It was a perfect day for racing. Just like fast horses running good times and, um, yeah, like per- per- like no wind as well, just easy to trust. And, and the market will, um, be able to stamp some of these horses if, if anything I think it might have been a little bit up and in but um, pretty much just standard Caulfield I think
0: yeah I agree with that I thought rail <laughs> out 6 metres it probably was a little bit a little bit leaderish up and in um, the first race obviously there was a a horse that came from the back but that was very much pace related with how fast the leaders and went talent related um, yeah talent related as well best horse won leaders capitulated after going very very fast out in front I would have said yeah, definitely still up and in was an advantage on the day. All right, what do you want to start? Do you want to go straight to the big stuff or the list of races um, five and six?
1: Uh, no, I think we just go start a race six. Or oh, race... Right. Right. race five? I guess, I don't know. Yeah, race five. Let's go race five
0: first. It was the Jim Maloney stakes, 1,400 metres. And Winona Coston has absolutely rated this to perfection on Oz Empress for Gay Waterhouse and Adrian Bott led all the way. It's beat to Sonic Boom, who flashes home yet again. But is this starting to become a little bit of a habit getting back in the field? Um, Poifect was a monster go. $3.80 into $2.80, starts $3.00. Um, and Aprilia ran a nice race in fourth. What can you say about this race?
1: Uh, well, they didn't go too quick here, and I think that's the reason Oz Empress was able to win. It was a perfect ride by Winona coston who rides a lot for... Gay Waterhouse in the New South Wales country and she's moved down to Victoria, so I think you'll see her and a lot of her horses and um, don't get scared away from it, I guess, because she, she can ride and it was evident um, on Saturday in rest of a five. It was a perfect ride. The sonic Boom was good coming from the back and Po was at an eighteen point six percent firmer on from, from Wednesday to to jump time. Um, so I obviously wasn't suited on the day and, um, I think you can pretty much just blindly follow the market support just off the, like, I, I, um, I didn't have like an enormous opinion of the, the way it debuted. Like it was a good win, but to have it starting is short for some of these I thought was interesting. So there's, I think there's a bit of stable and sprue surrounding it. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I backed to Prilia in this race. I thought she was pretty good for the price she she started, and um, she is a, a group, uh, group one play in New Zealand. Um, and it looks like she she will keep improving up in just a distance. So, uh, yeah, um, I don't know. Maybe you can follow sub- surprising to something uh, to something, a lot weaker than this. The sonic Boom, like the splits are good, but a, um, they're probably going to go to the a th- thousand guineas I'd imagine and I don't think she's quite good enough for that um, but sub-rising will go back to the midweeks I'd say she, she should
0: run she should run a strong mile though you would have thought yeah but she's not going to improve I wouldn't have, I wouldn't imagine mm. yeah alright I think we can go straight to race 6 there's a bit there to take out of the tester roster 1400 metres Buffalo River is a horse that I have backed I reckon at odds in his last three starts and he gets the cash here um Celine Gaudre this horse started it was blinkers off and he started to over race so she just let him stroll straight to the front and in the end it's ended up being a very good ride because he's gotten away with things nicely up on speed Savannah Cloud come home uh well for second Corner Pocket third and you've got I guess the disappointment in the race is Amenable backed into a dollar 80 and way back there in sixth place
1: Yeah um They didn't actually go that fast, which is quite interesting to me. Um, and the way the way she was able to string them out, um, like in in comparison or relation to the the actual pace of the race, um, I think that's obviously what's won him the race. Um, I wouldn't take like if you had a firm opinion on Amenable before Saturday, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't like suggest binning him because he has run home in like there was a big mid-race squeeze and and he's had to sustain it i think he i think um like the market might uh react a little bit too heavily um towards this um into the tour if that's the way they're going i, I hope they, they stay um on that track because he was giving buffalo river what like eight lengths of the 600 meters you just can't do that um thought the the, the, the closing sectionals were, were good enough and yeah like between the 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 six and the four he's he's pretty much gone six and a half above um benchmark so um he'll obviously improve off that run um and he will be fourth up fourth up yeah fourth up into the the torack mm-hmm. and um I think if the market takes a takes a bit too much out of this, like if the market takes this form too literally, I think it'd be really, really easy to just have a bet, I think, because um, the market backed him, had a strong opinion. If he started $1.90, bet for R S P and this race was just pretty much a car crash for, for him especially. Mm. So
0: He was also staying at 1,400 metres for the third run in a row, which did yeah, look he, a query. He needs he's, the, he's already looking for the mile and further maybe. Yeah yeah, 100% um, Anything about the winner He's been a He's been a oh, tough Consistent horse For a long time now
1: Yeah I backed Buffalo every last start um, Yep same He's just Like he's He's gonna Pop up every now and then He's a, he's a good On speed horse But he's He's nine now I think so he, he won't be around Too much longer When I thought This was his race He won't win another race um, This preparation I, I wouldn't have thought And um, I think the only horse you could this race has, hasn't gone very well, and the only horse I could really would really want to take out of the race with any confidence is Amenable, um, just purely because I think the market will take this this form too. Literally, literally going um,
0: towards the Turac. Yep. All right, let's get to the Quaddie, the Caulfield Guineas Prelude, fourteen hundred metres for the Colts and Geldings, three-year-old Group Three, Steppardi was a very popular favorite on the day and he has got the job done here despite a harrowing watch for favorite backers. He was back in the field and wide but he managed to get the job done from Southport Tycoon, Centrefire, really bunch finish and Light steaming home down the outside. Um, look, I know this, this race is not going to rate that well but gee, I just thought the way he picked him up, himself up to win was really impressive. He's now strung five in a row together um, I think he can pr- improve again out to 1,600 meters. I think there are only two horses to take out of the race. Two and a half. Stepardi's obviously one of them going to the guineas. He's a deserved second favorite in the race. Um, she got way too far back yet again. If he draws inside or just a little bit further in, I know he doesn't have much gate speed, but, but potentially 1,600 meters he can settle a little more forward. He ran the fastest last 200 meters of the entire meeting. And V8, while he was disappointing, the market had him firm enough. I think he's out to a stupid price now for the guineas at around $21. Um, So I would take those three out of the race. Um, Yeah, I I just don't want to quite pen V8 yet because that was only second up. Bit of a disappointment, but um, he's a nice horse. So I think you can forgive.
1: Uh, Yeah, Stapardi I don't like Stapati because he's... I've I've had like good bets against him three times now, and he's maybe looked like a a numpty every single one of them. He keeps winning. He's run a career peak on Saturday, and the sectionals say <clears throat> that he can go again. He was unsuited. Um, he was wide and back, which is where you did not want to be. I thought he was gone at the the corner. I thought he was just. I thought I, I thought I was a genius at the <laughs> at the eight hundred. With V8 in the 1-1 one one and Stapati
0: well back in the field. That was the story of my uh, life yesterday with Snow Patrol. After 200 metres, I thought I was a genius. That was the story yeah. of myself yesterday. Yeah,
1: mm. Yeah. anyway, um, I think she light is is moral in the Vars or the, what's the 2,000 metre three-year-old race at Caulfield? I don't uh, know what's
0: the one that Gunstock won yeah that one yeah oh what is it called I can't think of it but I'll know the one you're talking about
1: yeah um yeah he's a just whichever one he goes to he's a complete and utter moral um he's his dad uh real steel one of a 3,000 meters um and he the only problem is he's he's been up for a while and um if they can maintain him, like he's he's going well at the moment. Is, he, he's still running through the line, but like for Ravaz or the the race I'm talking about that I can't remember the name of, um, he just needs to hold this form and I think he'll be even better over further. So, um, yeah, Sheila she like, is whatever he goes to, he's just he'll win. Um, the call for Guineas will be a between sort of run. I don't know what the, what's the time. Mm, that's interesting. What's the what's
0: the time between Caulfield Guineas and uh, and Um Two weeks, like, so perfect. Sixteen hundred to two thousand yeah, and forty. Yeah, then he's got to back up again into the Derby if he wants to go
1: there. So, yeah. I don't know. Something to think about for Ken and Casey Keys. But um, I agree with what you said. V eight. I've got well, was, I've got your I've got your ooh. names for
0: you. So the race at Corfield is the Norman Robinson. Ah, oh, that's it. Yeah. And if he can win the vase, he'll join his not stable mate anymore. But Soul Patch won the won the vase for yeah. Ken and Casey Keys in 2019. So yeah, well, that's the, the horse he reminds way. me of. Exactly. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, the same sort of horse. And I remember reading somewhere that they said they were going to do the same sort of preparation. Um, I, I ended up backing Centify as well. He was good. I thought he was going to win at the 200 meters until I saw Stepardi launching down the outside Um, and yeah, I don't know, this this race has gone pretty good Um, these horses will be these these are the best of the Victorian chances in the Corfu Guineas I'd imagine so um, yeah, Stapardi, I think Stapardi's I don't know it's hard to say with V8 now because I still think he's very very good but this might have just been a flat run, you can forgive him into the into the guineas but um but yeah Stepardi Stepardi looks best Victorian seed anyway yeah absolutely
0: Right, well, let's get the trumpets out because we go to race 8 the group 3 uh foundation cup or the naturalism um and Uncle Bryn has saluted here with a BSP of I think 43 to 1 bot dipped it on the podcast Nico oh, and no, I are no, on floating no, artists so it's a Seymour bloodstock quinoa there you go um but yeah, Uncle Bryn, we know his best is very, very good, and he showed his best here. I think he's been penalized, what, a kilo for both of the cups. Um, and this was him at his absolute best. Uh, is it a new career peak for him?
1: Um, nah, no, nah, he's run to form, which is funny well. because he's 41.
0: He's run to form, <laughs> 43 to one.
1: Yeah. Um, there was a bit going on in the market here. It was quite interesting because there was a big go for Floating Artist um, and then like, the last sort of minute there was a big go for Barclays Square and then there was a big go for He's a Shocker who was 20s into 10.50 like really 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 late um, Tactics Notification uh, I think they were just back in the rating he, he was beaten what like a length and a half to Zaki Like, it, mm. but I'd say that Tactics change had something to do with it as well, um, and Goldman was was tens into eight the last sort of couple of minutes as well, um, and that just pretty much caused Uncle Bruno to get out. So <coughs> I was wasn't complaining. <laughs> yes, very good. I, yeah, but I was I was against the two favourites who were well backed, and I I did back a lot. Of, I backed um, I backed teaser shocker, I backed regal power. Backed, Goldman, and f- Uncle Brent. So I backed four horses in the race, but um.
0: But that wasn't. Yeah, I think I think Goldman gets a big tick in my opinion. Like he did a little bit of work. They've gone fast. Um, this is only a pipe open first up, so yeah, they he'll did improve quick. stacks and stacks.
1: Hmm, I think interestingly, um. You you can't really do it, but like there's, there's different paces, but um. The horse that won the second race, called First Mortal, who I managed to get beat in a Moi 2000m Maiden once, and it had some of mine on it, um, ran pretty much the same rating as what Floating Artist did here and did it pretty comfortably. So, if he can get a run into a Caulfield couple or something like that, um, he's on track to do something. And he's a really nice horse, and he'll stay. So, um,. That puts a bit of context around First Immortals' um, win because we probably won't have time to touch on it. But, um, yeah, Alaskan God backed up his form, which was good. Um, so, he, he, like, in Perth, they always go really slow in their staying races. And I think he's just thriving off high-pressure staying races because he's a stayer. So, hmm. um, yeah, Barclays Square was half unlucky again. So, like, he just keeps happening, yeah. which is unfortunate for his connections. But... um I think Uncle Bryn's a genuine sort of, like he's not favourite or anything, but he's he's probably inside thirty to one for a Caulfield Cup. off this.
0: Is he? He's still unproven past two thousand, isn't
1: he? Um, well he. Um. Nah, he's he sta- Is he? He run two. He run two thousand. Yeah, he's run two thousand, but he hasn't run twenty four hundred yet. Yeah, but the way he did it, he will run 2,400. This is really yeah. strongly run. If he doesn't stay 2,400 metres, I'd be very, very, very surprised. Yeah, probably a fair call. All
0: right, let's go he to the Group 1. The status, isn't he? I think. Uh, don't know. You're the breeding man over me every day of the week. <laughs> I think he is. Let's go to the Underwood. Group 1, 1,800 metres. Alligator blood has landed his sixth Group 1. Amazing feat. He's done it. I think he started as a two-year-old. We know he definitely was a, a gun three-year-old. Um, started second favorite in a Caulfield Guineas and just went down. And he's he's back here as a seven-year-old. Um, I think this race shape has worked out really well for him. It is a, a much weaker race. It is probably the weakest race he's contested in a few preparations, really. And Oliver has just got this so perfect from Barry Eight. Um, sat close enough to the speed, rail out six meters, um, Tuvalu did loom up on his outside. I thought for a few strides, Tuvalu might have got him, but no, the blood was too good. But gee, there's a lot of eye-catching runs in behind here. Jewess, Salkom, without a fight, just to name a few, massive Caulfield Cup trial ticks.
1: Yeah, um, he's he. This is like he's like if like, you want to get around a horse for like a narrative horse, he's it. He was around <laughs> as a three-year-old. He won the Australian Guineas. Hmm. Um and then he like he was a the best three year old in Australia, over a mile anyway. And then what he, he had an injury. Yeah, Magic Millions and and he had an injury and he's come back and he's been one of the best horses in Australia for the last what, two two years now, so. Um he's a great horse for racing and and he'll keep racing as a seven year old now, so I hope he keeps racing in form. I think he's he like I'm still comfortable saying that he's hasn't um he's not he's not at the level he was last preparation. Um but uh he's still he's won a group one. I don't think I don't think they're complaining. Um <clears throat> Tuvalu's pretty much ran to form. Um if not uh yeah, yeah, pretty much just run to form, improved a little bit off last start. He's back. Um
0: was he gone? I don't think he was well, gone. Last preparation there was a few runs at Sandown that said he could be gone here and I think he had a few problems as well but he's back to his best, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he, he cuz he's um I heard that he's going to Perth now.
0: Yeah, correct. Obviously Lindsay Smith he's done it before with Scales of Justice. Um yeah, same owners. Yeah. Similar type of horse as well. Mm.
1: Yeah, well he'll win whatever he wants to in Perth. Um I backed Duis and Montes uh, Mwunga, Moonga. I thought was I thought he was gonna win it after about two hundred metres because they went forward, but unfortunately, um slow-wunga. he is yeah, he's he is slowonga now. He <laughs> I think you can put a pen through him. Yeah, he had his opportunity. Um, and he's just not racing as well as he once was, so he'll be off to the breeding barn. Relatively soon, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, I thought Jewis was half stiff. Maybe, probably, wouldn't have won, but... Um, I'm just whinging because I backed it. Um, and, obviously, the flashing lights were Sulcombe... Uh, non nonconformist, and without a fight. And half um, Val Declare as well. He was quite good from the back of the field, so... Um. Yeah, it was a it was a race where I thought it was quite easy to be like a flashing light because it sort of set up to be that sort of race,
0: but mm-hmm. um. But still, horse yeah, like, like without a fight for mine. Like he is a stayer with a wicked turn of foot, and he just suits Australian racing so well. We're yeah, on him at twenty one dollars for the Caulfield Cup, and it looks mm-hmm. a tasty price in my opinion.
1: Yeah, you like you, you can't say he's he's run poorly. So he's healthy and he's racing well and he's on track to to run sub, probably, probably starts like $8 on a Caulfield Cup or something like that. Maybe a bit shorter. Yep. So um, yeah, good horse. And he'll be... Um, Would you reckon he'll go to Melbourne Cup? D-
0: does he stay? Nah, I think they'll go Caulfield Cup and then potentially they could back up into a Cox Plate. And then that that'll be it. They won't go to thirty two hundred. Interesting. Yeah. Cool. Very interesting. All right. All I right, think Rose that's Hill. it for Caulfield. We'll go over to Rose Hill, where the rail was out two meters. Um, I think Rose was actually been playing reasonably okay. Probably it's always an advantage to be you know similar to Caulfield, a little bit up and in. But I, I think it's been playing quite well. The, the Sydney tracks are late helps that there has been minimal rain, which is fantastic. Uh, Let's go to race four. The Heritage Stakes, Osmosis was the winner, 1,100 metre listed. Um, It's funny here, because you and I discussed it, Bot. This horse has been touted as a mountain horse, an Everest horse, and he got the blows in the market, sort of, out to $3.20. But this win is very, very good. It's rated 10.5 lengths above the all-average benchmark on punting form, and he's a very nice... Colt would imagine he'll be hard to beat in a cool Uh,
1: yeah, well, he's people are saying Everest. I'm not, no. Um, he's only had three starts and they've got to come from somewhere. But, um, I think you'd want to be beating Celestial Legend and Namesake, uh, maybe a little bit further if you wanted to be in the conversation for an Everest. Um, uh, I think it's just better for him to go to a cool a, a Um, Hmm. I really like this Celestial Legend Horse Um, maybe he could come for a Caulfield Guineas and be the different form he's he's a done deal I think yeah done deal Um, he'll get a mile and um, I don't know where they go from here but um, how far is the Guineas away? how how many weeks is that? three three weeks? two weeks away the Caulfield Guineas oh god No, he can't get there Okay, well he's not going to the Guineas then but he should because yeah um two and a half anyway. Two and a half. Yeah, nice horse, I guess. Yeah, nice horse. Um Celestial Legend, I guess, is the one to follow for further. He was half backed as well, so mm-hmm. um but yeah. Osmosis Barber was soft gone. in bedding because he Yeah, he was just a two year old. Yeah. Eight dollars into five dollars fifty just,
0: and he hasn't come back. Yeah, well he he he, he ran to his best on Saturday. Yeah, right. So that says a lot. And Royal Tribute was probably a little bit disappointing as well. I thought he had a, an easy enough time of it, and he didn't really over race like the last time he met with Osmosis. He was a little bit weak.
1: Yeah, he he um, he was poor. He came off his first up run, so maybe he can improve third up. But um. But yeah, like he hasn't run, that far off his form. Where it's like, what what's going on there? But um, uh yeah um celestial legend the, the obvious one to follow and osmosis has got the spruik on him maybe the market won't disrespect him so much next time but um um i thought it was telling that the market really took a set against him because like if he was a genuine everest horse like to the people that are actually how do i say this um m- moving like, and shaping markets Final yeah like markets. they're yeah like their opinion is extremely significant in chances of a horse and and how good a horse is and if they're saying that it's three fifty and barber n- n- um celestial legend and royal tribute being back to beat it then um and it's not like they have that many data points to work with but it's still something i guess but
0: um yeah on tra- on on track for a cool more but not an Everest, I wouldn't have thought. Yep. We'll go to race five. Uh, I know these, these staying races in Sydney don't really interest me that much, but the Colin-Steven Quality Group 3, um, I believe this race carried a golden ticket into the Metrop this week, and Baskin was the beneficiary of that and likely going to back up. Um, he beat a sickening watch from Alabia, who I was on. This horse shot, it was held up, held up, momentum cost. And he shot through the um, on the inside for Joe Marrera, but Athabascan just flashed home down the outside. Um, yeah, I don't really see these winning any good races this preparation. But did you have any thoughts on this race?
1: Nah, just Allegro.
0: <laughs> what about Allegron?
1: Just thinking about him. Oh, fuck it all.
0: <laughs> I love looking for a... He'll,
1: he'll win the Queen Elizabeth on um, Stakes Day. He was off the bit at
0: the 800. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, anyway. Anyway, let's move Muppet on. Might be past it. The Golden Pennant, Group 2, 1400 metres, and I'll blow the trumpet here because this was my best bet in Sydney. Best in uh, Melbourne got up as well. So get in some. Don't listen to your girlfriends. <laughs> listen to us. <laughs> Espiona. She was really good here, I thought. Um, I know to the 600, they've only gone slow for the class, but when uh, Diamond Dealer did go to the lead and just click up the tempo a little bit and the field just start to, started to st- string out, my confidence grew so much because I, just, I think this horse appreciated that. She had galloping room, the tempo did increase, and she just had all the room in the world to come through and absolutely put a hole in her roles here. Um, She's run the fastest four to the two split of the entire meeting. Um, Look, I think she's beaten up on very little here, but she just looks an absolute mole in this race and she duly saluted. She's still racing with her head on the side a bit. She's still doing that funny thing as she comes down the straight, but she is really, really talented. And if she can just get her racing manners right, then hopefully the penny's just about dropped. What do you think about of it?
1: Well, she's run a career peak by about a length and a half on Saturday, so... Well. Wow. She's not going poorly. Um, she should be backing up in the Epsom next week, but she won't because the apparently she's going to the uh, the Everest, which she's going to get belted in because <laughs> she's not a sprinter. Sue um, Gotcha was particularly poor and noted that it was a 10% drifter from Wednesday, which was interesting. Um, I didn't think she was going that badly. And the tissue was really good too, on track for something. But it was all Espiona. She belted them. Um, And she's racing as well as ever. And she should be probably just about winning the Epsom, but she's not going there. So
0: (laughs) that's disappointing. So funny story. Chris Waller actually has apparently reached out to connections of Amelia's jewel and tried to take her as his Everest slot runner. Um, they've turned it down so there's a big chance that Espiona's running in the Everest for Waller it looks likely yuck yeah I I don't think so either I think 1400 metres 1600 metres she could just about pick off any mare's race in Australia if she sort of holds his form or even improves a little bit would you agree with that yeah 100% she's
1: I can't think of a Fourteen hundred meter mare in Australia, other than Amelia's Jewel, and maybe there's one more. Other than that, I can't think of Fangirls, any.
0: Fangirls. Fourteen hundred. Oh 16, yeah,
1: over. yeah. Obviously Fangirl. Fangirl's the best of them at this point, anyway. But um, other than those three, like those are the best three, and they'll tra- two of them are trained by Chris Waller, so they're not going to race each other, and Amelia's Jewel probably won't race them either. So yeah. Um. Yeah, she's she's gone really, really well.
0: Yeah, beautiful. Let's move on to race seven, the Shannon Stakes, group two 1,500 metres. And I could be wrong, but I believe this might have been another ballot-exempt race into the Epsom on the backup. Cepheus was the map horse, and the punters did back him really, really late, $5 into $4.20. Waterford got into a hopeless position. I know he was going to always go back, but... Gee, dragged back to a conspicuous last. He's run home really, really well, but, you know, fastest six of the four of the entire meeting, but you just can't be giving away a start like that. And, um, yeah, Cepheus goes into the Epsom. I think Waterford gets a start as well, though. So, what do you think of their chances going into a race like that?
1: Uh, they need to improve to beat the best of them, um, but they're on the backup, so that helps. Um Lions Roar was a big go, just looking at the numbers. It was thirties into eight dollars. Um yeah, I don't know what to say. I think it was this, the, this race was heavily affected by the map and um Cepheus was a good winner, but um I'd be surprised if he's winning in Epsom. Um I guess Waterford's got sectionals to, like, to f- to fall back on. Like, it, he, like this race isn't competitive in an Epsom, but at least Waterford's got the sectionals to say that he can be competitive. And Lions Raw, they obviously... I don't, he's not going to an Epsom, I would imagine. He's only... No, he's definitely not. He's, he's first up here, and he's... Uh, he's been back 30s into $8 so he's obviously racing really well this preparation and he's resumed running the fastest last 200 and 100 of the meeting so uh, he's on track to to win a I don't know 2000 metre race somewhere Sydney, Melbourne, I don't know maybe they'll come down for the I'm sure there's a 2000 metre group race in the spring carnival
0: Is this Lions Rock? Because yeah, Lions Roll. There is the Hill Stakes, uh, October 7, Group 2, oh, for he's age.
1: Not, That's just a waste of time. He's not good enough to win that. Just go to something you can win. <laughs> but he, you're right. He will. He probably will race in that, but he's not good yep. enough to win it. All
0: right, so good run, but we can't back him this prep anyway. or next start anyway. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the feature event, the Golden mm. Rose Group 1 for the three-year-olds. Um Militarized landed his third group one here in all three. He's been ridden by the magic man Joe Marrera, and this is another magic ride. Saving ground, cutting through them. Um, Big, big win. NCAP, he's always promised to do something. Um, He's just gotten better and better as the preparations gone on. He had the perfect map here, ran very well. Cylinder did start favorite. Um, Nash Rawilla probably has a few questions to be answered for early on, probably made a few poor decisions um, and then probably the disappointment was Shinzo but he did pull up two out of five lame so perhaps an excuse there
1: uh, yeah this race is historically speaking it's not a great golden rose and I think militarizer will improve off this and like if you look at it in the sectionals he's obviously going to improve like, and he's going to improve up in trip and I, I think it's awesome that um the only horse with like substance in their breeding beats up on some scribby sprinters and like is is a is a done deal out of a, a um um in the Grand dam when a group one over two thousand metres in France. Like it's um be pretty good for Australian breeding if he if he turns out to be a, a good horse. Um and it looks like he will because um, he looks like he could be a genuine chance in a Cox Plate or something like that. Um, in a week here for a Cox Plate. Um...
0: Whoa, 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 whoa!
1: Yeah, is that like he's a three-year-old in the Cox Plate? That's not like he'll win the Caulfield Guineas, I think.
0: And I think unless the three-year-old's draws... going to add a lot of strength. And I think Romantic Warrior is one of the best horses that's ever come to Australia.
1: Yeah, he probably is, but I think you're heavily overrating. Romantic
0: Warrior. He's like just Mr. Bryce. Well, maybe I am, but I'm on... I'm on at $8, so... There's a good reason for it.
1: <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, um... I just want to say... Q, lots of
0: think? people... I just want to say... Lots of people mm. would have been... Um, pot, potting Militarise... Because his two big wins as a two-year-old... Over 1,400 metres and 1,600 metres... Were on really wet uh, autumn tracks in Sydney but he's absolutely put those myths um, beyond doubt now he's done it on dry tracks his first up run was awesome and now he's won another group one uh, goes to Caulfield Guinea's next start against Step we'll start favorite what would you rate their prices ballpark figure on the day say they both draw one draws five and one draws six are you getting militarized quite short
1: uh, yeah, I'd have him favorite and probably starts with a two. Yeah. Oh, if it's a, like a 14 horse field, it'd be pretty hard to get him that short. Mm. But yeah, true. Um, three something probably versus step party, like five or six dollars, just like completely guessing, but yeah, well that's not happening, <coughs> but yeah, fair enough what do you mean that's what happening.
0: step not starting five or six dollars in guineas like i know i know this is your prices but he's not starting six dollars
1: yeah maybe
0: we'll see no he but... won't he won't You <laughs> came around uh is that it for australia um yeah pretty
1: much um but yeah i i didn't like i didn't really talk about the um see so a yeah, militarise is really good um uh, Cylinder has run the same rating three times. He was three wide, whatever. Doesn't matter, he's not that good. And I hope he comes to the call cool more so I can mark him like $15. Um, <laughs> Charmstones improved and she was probably half unlucky. Um, so you can, I guess, like what does she go to? She probably goes to the call cool more. Again, you can probably <clears throat> make her like $20 and she'll probably be like $8, I guess. And King Colorado was quite disappointing. But, um, yeah, may, may, I think he'll improve for the Corfield Guineas. And Shinzo was obviously disappointing. Um, he was given a poor ride. Well, not I guess it, it was sort of... No comment from... He didn't have much more. choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Standing. Um, yeah. Um, and... He was taken back from a wide barrier, and he was lame. So, like, you can't take much out of it, but it would have been nice to see something from him. But you know. I'm going to throw
0: a curveball at you here. Yesterday we saw Wolfie win, and he's likely going to make the field for a Caulfield Guineas now. How much does he have to improve to be in the mix with some of these three-year-olds? If
1: um, oh, you give me a second... Yeah, figure that out. Sorry, I've, I've thrown a spout. You talk and I'll figure it out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, and obviously yeah, yesterday, talking. at, at Plans, so not- was the Derby trials and the Oaks trials. Um, I don't know. I think they were two pretty weak races. Surely there's got to be better form than what we saw yesterday.
1: Uh, oh, um, oh f- there was some sick beats up. Of- backed second and third in pretty much both of them I think I backed too big which was like 13s into $4 and <laughs> fell out the Didn't back of the screen Sunsets and, and I backed Sunsets at 20s and it <laughs> got beaten by a an nose and, yeah. and I backed Everlast and I, I backed um the the Waller thing that was a drifter in vetting, and it got beaten by a an nose and then I also backed Everlasting Kiss who was running on into third so maybe that thing to justify it'll stay um but yeah um, it's frustrating but I don't think those horses maybe everlasting kiss I think for an oaks like
0: I don't know what the fuck is going to an oaks (laughs) I don't know it's probably the race I've got the least clue about every single year yeah
1: I guess it will fit like you can't Godolphin will probably have a horse that that wins on the the Friday at At Wyoming or something it'll (laughs) yeah yeah, it'll back up and it'll win the oaks by three lengths like you can't like you can't I don't know Anyway, Wolfie will probably have to improve a lot. <laughs> so, <laughs> no, you,
0: yeah. right. no, no, no. Hundreds. All right. Well, I think that we're going to wrap it up there. <clears throat> it's Brownlow night. Um, I'm going to go. Do you go... have questions? No questions? No, nah, screw the questions on a Monday. They can wait till Thursday. Um, <laughs> we, we, need a, we need to make this review podcast nice and sh- short and sharp, bot, because you've got basketball. Yeah. That's Brownlow night. I'm predicting Bont wins by one vote. Um, and you're going to basketball. Are you what are, you're a big power forward, aren't you? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> Brownlow prediction?
1: Oh, like, I don't know. Um, Dacos will be hard to beat, but it depends how far he's in front. It'd be like Ablett a couple of years ago. Mm. Yeah, when, he was, when he was bro. out... You, know, you oh, remember, no, Do you remember that year like where like, Ablett was that far in front, but he just got done the last two rounds?
0: Yeah, correct. It could be like that, but there is I reckon there's a small chance that the umpires just underrate him just a little bit because they do, like, don't get me wrong, Dacos, absolute gun, going to be a champion, but he does get some easy touches and potentially Bont has more impact on game sometimes, so I'm going Bont just.
1: Yeah, I right. I can't imagine. I know people bet on it, but I can't imagine like properly like launching into something. Oh, like, no. people base,
0: are so keen to bet tonight. I'm like, based right. based like, base off, of like ba- like, exactly. base off an umpire's opinion. Just wait, like based off an
1: umpire's opinion. Like, it's, it's subje- subjective. Like it's and we're coming off.
0: Was it last year or the year before when the umpire was literally cheating or well, not cheating? Yeah. But like he was he was betting because he already had the results. Not cheating. I'd
1: be very surprised, allegedly, if that doesn't. <laughs> Happened to him. I think he oh, was
0: yeah. just stupid and got caught, but you know, allegedly.
1: Yeah. Just like the jockeys. <laughs> don't, don't say that. We we'll get. We'll get in <laughs> All right, that's a, that's,
0: that's a joke for anyone. That, that's a joke. It's a joke. No bet. All right, let's move on. We'll end the podcast there. Good luck at basketball tonight, and uh, if you've got a team playing in the grand final this week, thoughts and prayers because uh, they I hope you both (laughs) lose. Go go the line. we'll see you on Thursday night.
1: Hate my
0: ladies
1: out for years, new drip on the way, uh-huh Rap niggas still sliding bricks, half a cake on the way, uh-huh Take a flight, you wanna take a lift, no the man, Marley he's on the way, uh-huh I might take it a shot, I might take it a risk. it don't matter, baby, I'm straight, uh-huh Feel like I'm in Prince's house, purple paint on the walls, uh-huh Sitting down on this fancy couch and I can't see straight, I'ma stay, uh-huh 22, I'm in Paris, baby, got stripper's tits in my face, uh-huh All up in a Bentley, I'm a Christian, I'm Finley, I'm a rock